You're listening to the Newly Entertained Podcast, the show that brings you entertainment and sports from different angles, with your hosts, Nicole and co-host Nigel. Hey everyone, welcome to Newly Entertained Podcast. My name's Nicole. And this is Nigel. And we are in episode three. Number three, we made it halfway. Halfway through our season. I'm excited. Me too. We made it. Another episode. So we made it past the baby step. So we baby step number three. You know, we're almost walking by ourselves without, you know, anybody holding us together. Yes. So you, you know, you crawl and then you walk. And then before you know it, we're... We're, we're running. running. <laughs> <laughs> we're so running. Funny. But, and you know what? what? Talking about running, our Kanye was. He was running from me. <laughs> <laughs> so we just go. He was, he, he was he was running for president. Or he might still be running for president, but what's been going on, you know, our daily updates with Kanye. So Kanye West uh visited visits a hospital in Wyoming. And while while he's there, Kim, uh, I saw I saw pictures on a uh, TMZ, you know the reliable source TMZ. Yes, TMZ. Him is and Kim are in the in the car, yeah. and Kim is like crying, like she's looking like I'm over this. I am so done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the conversation, uh, what happened, but they took pictures. They were apparently going to Wendy's, you know, get some food, get, maybe get some ice cream, some comfort food. Kanye was trying to do that. I I don't know if their marriage might last at this point because mm-hmm. he did he did say some things on Twitter which were very mean. violating and yeah like so bad mean. about their whole situation. But he did he did apologize. He's like Kim, I'm sorry, you know, having the sorry woo ha ha, you know, going through that. So I don't I don't know what could happen but i i wish them the best nicole what do you think about that situation i know based on like what i've read on blogs and stuff that they've been talking about divorcing for a while and i think just from looking on the out from the outside looking in i just feel like kim has had enough like she's over it she understands Kanye's condition with, you know, with his bipolar, but she's at the point where it's just ruining her life. Like it's affecting her day-to-day life. It could be possibly affecting her kids. I'm not too sure, but I think she's at her wit's end and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up divorcing by the end of this year. That's just my personal opinion, but I feel for her and I think anyone who has any kind of like mental illness and stuff, they have to want to get help. If they are not trying to get help for themselves, no matter how their family or friends try to help them, it's not going to work. Exactly. No, you're right about that. That's a tough situation to be in. And it's like, once they're they're an adult, there's not much the system can do to help them out. Right. Like if Kanye was like his kid's age, 
the family could do more. But yeah. since he's an adult and he has, you know, his own rights, they can't really do much. They have to kind of wait it out and kind of see what what happens with that situation. But you know what you what you can do is you can wish him the best. They have four kids together. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people thought this marriage wouldn't last. You gotta you gotta admit that they thought it was a lot of publicity. But I I just feel like with that family. There's always every guy. I'm not saying like. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Nigel? What are you trying okay, to say? I, I am trying to say. Bruce Jenner turned into Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, I remember that. Who? Uh, what's his name? He's with uh, Courtney. Scott oh, Scott. Disney. Yeah. So what happened to him? Uh, who else? It goes. It goes on and on. Lamar Odom. Yeah. So it's like I I I don't know. I just I no I'm words. Just speechless. No words. I'm just, there's no words because it's like we knew like with Kanye's situation, we knew like something was up ever since his mom passed away. But I just feel like that that family cares. But it's like being in that family. I don't know what happens with with the guys when they're mm-hmm. in that family. Like it's almost like a down down world spiral. Right. And it's like with them, it's like it just they get like they unite as one and kind of like you know feel that um, feel that void yeah. throughout their situation. So yeah, I get it. But speaking of family situations, um, Bobby Brown paid tribute to his late daughter Bobby Christina this week. Um, for those of you who do not know who Bobby Christina was I should say um, she was the daughter of Bobby Brown R&B singer Bobby Brown and the late Whitney Houston yes um, she passed away five years ago on the on okay. Sunday on Sunday February, uh, five, oh yeah five years ago yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah, wow. she, she passed wow, away five years ago I was thinking about her mother because her yeah. mother died February 11, 2012 yeah but they died in similar ways, which was kind of like an overdose. Airy. Yeah, very yeah. airy. But they both were found in a tub. So was, that situation is it's kind of eerie. And I just well, it's my, just my thing is I don't think Bobby Christina ever got over the fact that her mom passed away. And correct, you know, she was with her. Um, oh my goodness, her. Fiance at the time, boyfriend, yeah, yeah, and I don't think he was the best influence for for her. Um, But losing a parent is is never easy. Like I don't know if you've lost like a relative or anything like that, but losing a parent, especially one that you are super close to, is is never an easy process. So I think you know, as a fan, I think she was dealing with that and just dealing with life without her mother in it and that took a toll probably took a toll physically mentally spiritually yeah. on her and as a result she she died and she you know she was found in in a tub just like her mother was found in a yeah. tub on an alleged and, you know overdose right 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 yeah i just uh that's just that whole situation you feel for bobby brown like to lose your ex-wife and your daughter within you know 2012, she passed away. Uh, 2015, within a three-year 
span, mm-hmm. that's a lot to deal with. And that's like heavy on your heart because it's like you don't really, there's the questions, you really never know the, the real answer right. to like what, what happened, what led up to Whitney's passing away, who was there, why did it happen? And then the same thing with his daughter. Her boyfriend was there. Fiance was there. So what? What happened? So and then he ended up passing away this year. He ended up uh, committing suicide. The fiance slash boyfriend. So it's like That's there was apparently a lawsuit against him. So yeah, between I, I believe it was between the estate. I think yeah. it was Whitney Houston's estate. If I'm not mistaken, I have to verify that, but. It was between the state and him. So, I don't know. That's, oof. That is crazy. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that either. But our next thing is Megan Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez. That whole situation. And also, uh, there's another person in this who uh, set her viewpoint, Drea Michelle. She used to be with, uh, she used to be on Basketball Wives. Oh, I remember. And she used to, she used to date Chris Brown at one point. Oh, so I didn't she, know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the little That's thing. a crazy <laughs> uh, combination there. So, she said her viewpoint of that they were fighting like Bobby and Whitney. And what happened with that situation, she ended up apologizing and you know, Rihanna owns, like, you know, she does Savage and Fenty, you know, mm-hmm. the... Yeah. So, Drea Michelle is a brand ambassador of that. So, Uh-oh. you know, what had happened was Rihanna was, you know, Rihanna's been through an incident with domestic violence. Right. So, she cut, like, so she basically cut just cut her off. Brand ambassador, goodbye. Your pictures are no longer there anymore. See? Because of her... You got. You have to be very careful when it comes to talking about domestic violence, especially if you've never experienced that. Like you have to be very careful. So the fact that this woman, this grown woman, was on this um, like podcast talking about she would want to fight with her man or whatever, like Bobby and Whitney, like. Why would you even want to put that in the atmosphere? I don't, I don't understand that. And in the end, she received a lot of backlash for that comment. And the so. backlash led to her, you no longer a brand ambassador of Fenty and Bye-bye. Savage. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> Peace out. So, the and then recently, just going back to the story about Megan Thee Stallion. She recently did an IG live where she did uh, give us an update of what happened. She didn't. She didn't say like you know the full details, but she did say she had to get surgery on both of her feet mm-hmm. to get the bullets out. Wow. She did cry. She she did get emotional about that situation. So it's like we we as people we still don't know the full story what happened. So it's it's still up up in the air what happened. All we know is she got injured, but she's not saying how it happened, what led to it being uh, led to that incident. So I just you know I just hope she does well. She's able to. Uh, I recently saw her on her IG. She posted. Um, she had some sticky notes. She said, "Pray, uh, focus on music and care, like self care." So that's what she's working on. And then 
the alleged person who shot her in the foot, Tory Lanez. There is a petition to deport Tory Lanez. Back to, back to Canada? Canada? Yes. Wow. So I don't like I agree with this with that if that situation happened the way they said it. But we don't we don't have the full we details. Don't have, we don't have her full story of what happened, what led to that. We know she got shot, but she's not saying Tory Lanez did this, da 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 da. So that's where it's like Here's my thing. Go ahead. I Here <laughs> is my thing. There's always going to be three parts to a story. Correct. So there's going to be both parties, their their story. Correct. He said, she said, whatever. Then there's going to be the actual truth. So I feel like unless you were actually there and you witnessed the whole thing, we are ne- like as fans, we are never going to know the full truth. Now, I will say this. If Tory Lanez gets deported, then I'm sorry. I'm going to have to believe uh, Meg the Stallion on this one because there, there must be some truth to it for Tory Lanez to get de- deported. Right. Because right. that takes a that's lot. True. That's a lot of paperwork. That's a lot of petitions. That's a lot of investigations. Like, it, it will take a lot for that to happen. And if it did, then there has to be some truth to what Meg is saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, why would why would she lie about her feet getting shot? Like, she had to get bullets taken out of them. So it's like, what what in your right mind would lead you to shoot a woman on her like her feet and it's like that's an emotional like mind mind thing because you got to think if you can't walk because you know most girls wear heels so if you can't walk that's just a a physical thing like whoa like this man kind of took my livelihood i can't i can't i can't do the the, the things that I, I can do. The stuff that's working and the dancing and <laughs> all the crazy stuff that she does. But exactly. that but but her fans love so that's part of her her brand. So I mean I get it, but I don't know. We're gonna have to stay up to date with this story because honestly, if Tori Lanes gets deported, like I said before, I'm gonna have to believe what Meg yeah. said on the IG story because that's a that takes a lot. I, in my opinion, for someone to get deported to a place like Canada. Yeah, that's where he's from, so it's that's crazy. I just feel like she also mentioned on her IG live, it's like losing her mom, and she was uh, moving too fast. Mm-hmm. So she did lose her mom too. So she's she's missing that element, but she just felt like you know the people who she had around in her circle were good for her, but they weren't. She realized that now from an incident and it's kind of, it's, it's just crazy how, you know, you get to this certain point and then you feel like you could trust people and then mm-hmm. no, they're not even good for you. They're just utilizing you because Cause you're, you're famous. Yeah. You're famous or they're famous too, but they're utilizing you because of the, cause she's the more famous. Cause she's yeah. more famous. Yeah. 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 See, so. that's why I always keep my circle small. So uh, in college, I always thought I had to have a lot of friends. Um, 
had to be around a lot of people, join different clubs to get that sense of, to feel uh, like I belong. Notoriety. Yes. So now I'm like, I'm 28. There's probably about, I could probably count the number of friends that I call on a daily basis or weekly basis. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't. I don't have to justify the amount of friends that I have. <laughs> like, I am okay with just having a handful of friends. And then not only that, but you can have friends for different things. So people have friends to just vent to. Uh, prior to COVID, I would have friends that I would just go out with. Uh, it wouldn't go beyond that. If I, I want to have a good time, I'll call them up. Um, and then I have friends who inspire me to be a better businesswoman, a better person, daughter, sister, the whole nine. So there's friends for different things. And I think what a lot of celebrities fail to realize is that they think because they're a celebrity that everyone's their friend, which could be the case, but at the same time, they just have to be very mindful with who they befriend. Just because you're a celebrity now doesn't mean that you shouldn't watch your back and be careful with who you confide in. Exactly. There, there are a lot of those fake friends when you become a certain uh, celebrity. Because your real friends, when you're going through your hardest time that's when you know if they're really your friend right if they're not if they're not there during your hardest time even oh. no matter how famous you are oh if yes they, if they, they can't call you yeah they don't look look up they don't even hit you up and they we preach it today we preach it today <laughs> you know you need to cut them off cut them off cut them off because they 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 just there for the ride and the experience of who you are but they're well, not there to for your well-being well thank so. you pastor nigel thank you for your testimony <laughs> you, your well-being and, and speaking about well-being l ellen the generous show oh, gosh. workplace is under investigation for bad treat, treatment there now ellen we both like ellen I... Such a friendly, like she's such positive, you know, always a positive note. Well, apparently, according to multiple people that work there, she's not as friendly that, you know, that she portrays. They said the work environment, it's horrible. There's racism and discrimination there, too. I don't want to believe this story because I like Ellen DeGeneres so much. And I remember when you and I, uh, Nigel, yeah. went to go see her live at Universal uh, Studios Orlando. Yes. And when I tell you this woman is hilarious, like seeing her on TV d- d- doesn't do any justice. Like no. if you no. can see her live, whether it's at her um, studio in, I think, California. She does in California. Yes. Or, yeah, I went there. I went to the one in California. It was good. Yeah, or if you could see... I don't know if she still comes to... I don't know if she still does, no, has she a show. she hasn't been here in, like... Years, right? Since probably when we went. Um, <laughs> but if you could see her live, I please do. But I don't want to believe this story because I like her so much. There's been multiple reports that she's not as friendly as she portrays. So, like, we were segueing earlier, so it's like, 
you know, she acts one way, but she gives people a difficult time. Like, they were even, I was uh, listening to some reports that even at restaurants, she would judge people on their fingernails and, like, kind of have a, a fit about that. I mean, but would you eat at a restaurant where the server has some dirty nails? They're the ones that serve you the food. That's nasty. No, I get that, but I it's just the way you... It's, it's perception. You approach it. Like, you don't have to be... I, I'm not too sure how, how she is, because to me, she seems friendly. Yeah. But I think it's all about the way you approach it. If you come off like you are rude, no matter what, like that, that time and that moment, that person's always going to remember you for that moment of this person was rude to me. And she was Ellen DeGeneres. Like, she's meant to be XYZ. But it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether it's true, but it's under investigations by Warner Media. So that tells you something that there is a little bit, there, there, has, there has to be some truth to it. Because if, if there wasn't, if it was like one, two people, then you'll be like, okay, they just say that. But if it's multiple people, that work there even I was even uh, listening to uh, uh, a news like news person go over the incident for Ellen DeGeneres they said uh, people work in news like you know media a uh, person said oh I'm going to the Ellen Ellen DeGeneres show and they said like no that that is I don't even like going there because it's so horrible for people media and the person didn't believe it until they went to it and they were like, oh, I, I get it. I get it now. So that that just tells you something like, wow. That, that just changes your perspective on it because you, yeah. you think it's one way, but it's not. It's completely a whole different way. Right. And this is this whole situation is in the wake of the whole Me Too movement. So people I feel like are really gonna rally around this whole story if it turns out to be true because right now all of these things that we're saying are all alleged um, we don't know for sure uh, but I don't know how the the network execs are gonna handle this situation because like I said Ellen DeGeneres has a lot of fans I am one of them so exactly I but it, it might not be Ellen it might be just the people around Ellen that lead it to like let's just let's just give an example you're the face of your own you know your own show then you have executive producers you have people behind the scenes directors so they could be writers they could be yeah they could be like Matt they could be rude to the people who work there but it's a reflection of Ellen. So that could be the perspective too. Or she could just actually be rude. Yeah. But it, it could be both though, both elements. Because if, like, sometimes it might not be Ellen and Ellen's just doing her job, but her people behind her are rude too. Right. And then that just reflects Ellen as a brand of Ellen is tough to work with, difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her people, like, I don't like going there because they're too much. So you, we'll keep you, we'll keep you updated on Ellen, and all, uh, you know. I, I just feel. <laughs> I hope this is not true because, like I said, I like your. I, 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 know, I, I used to watch the shows all the time. In twenty twenty, 
Anything Never. is possible this year. Anything is possible. <laughs> you remember? I forget who said that. Oh man, that's gonna bother me. Who said that? Oh, oh, um, no, that was um. Oh my gosh, it was NBA Finals. What year though? I know it was Boston Celtics. Kevin, um. Oh my god. What Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett said that. So one of the years that the Boston Celtics, I, I would have to look it up. I can't remember the year. Um, like 2008, 2009. Was it 2000? When they played the Celtics? What, I mean, when, when they played the Lakers. Lakers yeah, it was probably when they played the Lakers and they won. And um, <laughs> I remember that. He was like, anything is possible. <laughs> You're funny. You're I don't know why I just thought of that. I'm weird. Don't. Yeah, don't well, I mean, but speaking of speaking of basketball though, NBA season is back. I know it's coming up soon, but we will talk about that. No, I'm excited. Talk about, I'm, ex- talk I'm about. excited. I'm excited. I want to talk about now. We won't talk about now. We 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 gotta we gotta we gotta hold off. Cause you know anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> We do have to talk about the late Regis film. Yeah, RFP. Now, that... That was, like... I'm just... I don't have words to say about the late Regis Mealman. What what uh, I do remember is the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That was... That was that was my show. Like, I want to go on that. I want to be part of it. I want the audience to, to choose the right, you know... The survey says, audience says it's B. I'm going to choose B. I'm going to make that $1,000 and keep going. I never... Okay, so I I would watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire from time to time, but I was more into live with Regis and Kelly. Like, that was the show. Especially if I was homesick from school. Oh, yeah, I would watch it all the time like that was the show they were just funny and I think uh Kelly and Regis they had like that chemistry like you can't go wrong it was a funny show Regis yeah. was always making jokes and I I enjoyed it so it was hard for me to hear about his passing and um yeah rest in peace Regis rest in peace to Regis and I like talking about Regis again like he did recite some of Nas's lyrics. This was back in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Regis was about the hip-hop culture, too. Hey. <laughs> he had a little street cred. Check that out. I wonder what his rap name would be if he had a rap name. Regis, Regis P? I don't know. Regis, because it's like, I don't know. No Reach. MC Reach. MC Reach. <laughs> That's a good one. But we send our condolences to his family. He's gonna be truly missed. He was a great icon, and, and he he did everything. It's like he was still working until you know his late. I think what? Uh, how old was he? I think wasn't he? If I'm not mistaken, I think he was close to eighty. I don't know. I just feel like so many celebrities are passing away this year. I know. And you know, good thing we still have Betty White. Betty I know. She's 98. I know she's 98. But Regis was, let's see. 
I'm guessing 86 or 88. You're guessing 86? Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. So, he was actually... Okay, so he was actually 79. Wow. Yeah, let's see if I'm doing my math right. 79. He was born in 1931. He was in his 80s. If he was born in 1931. Yeah, but he his birthday was going to be next month. So, so he was 70. in his late 80s. So he was... Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. I thought he was 79. Okay. Clearly, I can't, I can't do math, you guys. <laughs> Clearly, I can't do math. He was 88. He would have been 89. So 89. What did I say? I said, oh, I said 79. 79. Well. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know, we didn't we didn't pay you to do math. Pay math was never my thing. Okay. <laughs> math was never my thing. It was social sciences and humanities, and that was my thing. So, all by 10 years. Well, 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 well. But speaking um, of hip hop, what's going on with Logic? Logic announces he's retiring. He uh, released his album. It's called No Pressure. No Pressure. So, Logic... I was going to say Logic. I don't know why I say Logic, but Logic... (laughs) Logic, he is officially, like, done with music. He said this is his last, you know, album. He's retiring. He recently just became a father. He's moving to Montana. Montana. he He doesn't... He's at the point in his career where he made his money and he has other projects that he's going to work on, but he just didn't feel the excitement and the push to do music, do like rapping anymore. He wants to, he almost want. he wants to like pull it back and kind of do it like in the beginning mm-hmm. where the audience was more intimate. It wasn't like 50,000 people. Yeah, maybe 200. Maybe like two hundred people or fifty people, more yeah. of an intimate setting. I get it. What's your What's your favorite song? Logic song. Logic. I like uh, "Born Alive." I like the song "Under Pressure." I like the song actually he did with uh, Alexia Carver as well. Mm. I like that song. What about you? I was not never really a Logic person. Like a logic. You fan. never, you never heard a song with Alexia Carr. Mm-mm. I was never like a big Logic fan. Like I respect, I respect the grind, and I respect him, you know, in the industry. But I think you are more of a Logic fan than I am. Yeah, I actually met him too. Like he was, he. This is a fun fact about him. Uh, he had, he had a, uh, you know, the the Rubik, the Rubik's cube. Mm-hmm. So he could do that within, I think, under a minute or something like that. So he he would, when I met him, uh, when I used to work back for the radio, the radio station. station, he came there and then he did the Rubik's Cube and then he, he did it quick. And he was so, it was, he was down to earth. He was mad cool. Like, mad cool when I met him. Like, just grew as a fan with him. But he had the, the song with Alexia Carter. It was uh, 1 800. Two seven three eight two five five. Mm-hmm. So it was the suicide hotline. Oh, that's kind of deep. So, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, kind of deep. Yeah. Well, yeah. well then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 
I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss his music. He's he said he's working on a book. He has a production company. He has artists that he's working on. So he's still gonna be in the music, but not front and center. More behind the scenes. Well, hopefully he's not one of those artists that says, "Okay, I'm retiring," and then he's gone for five years, and then he comes back and he goes on tour and stuff. I I don't like that because then as a you know for you and I do as a fan, you yeah. that's. That's like teasing you. It's like don't say you're leaving, and then five yes. years later come back. Like don't, I'm, your heart can't take it. Your heart no. can't take it. <laughs> it just feels like you're 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 lying to me. But then at the end of the day, like you know, people have a change of heart. If they're always forever into music, music's gonna be there regardless. Like he was even the interview I watched the other day. He was creating music like melodies for his son in like a hip hop type of way because he does beats. So he was doing like a little beat to it, like maybe say ABC, like the hip hop version. Oh, I yeah. think I saw a video of that on Instagram. I thought that yeah. was so cute. So it's like his son will always be, you yeah. know, always remember that. I thought that was so cute. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that was cute. Yeah, I did see that. Yes. That's what's up. So, Nicole. Yes. You know, I need some money. I need $1,200 from you. Are you going to be able to give me that? need some money, too. You won't... You, you, you're the one with the job. You asking me for money. You're the one with the job. You should give me some money. <laughs> well, our government's supposedly not being like little kids anymore, and they might have made an agreement so we could get... Not, maybe not us, but you know the masses. I mean, I'm. What do you? What do you mean, not us? I, I'm part of the. Ma- you have a job, sir. You have a job. I've been putting out applications since March. Okay. Um, but March. yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, obviously, you know, when you put out job, when you put out applications, you know, during the month of March, where we're in a pandemic, you know everything you know the job process wise is at a whole I get that but now it's July it's about to be August and I'm still putting out applications I feel like I've put out about let's see a hundred I think a hundred applications so far maybe a little bit more since and out uh, of those hundreds did they give you an answer yet out of that hundred probably I want to say maybe ten maybe ten and that's wow. that's like really pushing it. Maybe maybe ten, because you know a lot of these jobs have like automated messaging and they automatically say no or they say oh I want to move you to the next round yada yada. So so this if we have this second stimulus check like this will help a lot. But I just need our federal government to like get it together. I need Congress and Senate to work together and figure out how we can get this second stimulus and and they they, they acting like little kids who who get like you know a little candy they took a war like no i want it no he wants (laughs) well here's my thing i don't like the fact that they assume and when i when i say um when i say they i mean you know republicans maybe some Democrats, I don't know, um, in D.C. And they assume that, oh, we're giving, 
Americans $1,200 and all they're going to do is just sit down and just soak up all that money and they're not going to feel any pressure to go out there and try and find work. As a person who has been trying to find work, I can tell you right now that is not the case. It might be the case for some, but it's not the case for all. So I think we need to kind of change that narrative and say, okay, this is going to help people. And mind you, $1,200 for for some families is nothing. Some people can't even pay their rent with $1,200. Some people can't even pay their mortgage with $1,200. So that's number one. I feel like $1,200 is not enough. There are other countries that are given that, like, probably double, if not triple, the amount of money that America was given. And we are supposed to be the land of the free, the, the greatest nation in the world you know so hopefully with that being said you know why if it's not somebody in a corporate big ceo where they can get the tax break where they can write it off because that's what i was listening to because they're giving them a tax break for entertainment and food expenses like or some part of the stimulus package and it's wrong and it's wrong because these big corporations are getting all millions of dollars and they're not treating their associates the way that they need to be treated so they can still maintain some sort of living and even those who get the money and when I say get the money they fraudulently receive the money are using it to buy expensive cars Booking hotel rooms, resort stay, like, no, like, you, like, this is crazy. This is crazy. I mean, people are actually doing that, and there's actually a, a man in Florida. Oh, good old Florida. Good old Florida. So, the feds charged a Florida man with fraud for buying a Lamborghini, not a little old Honda, not a Toyota Corolla. He wanted to show out. A Lamborghini with COVID relief funds. See, this gets me upset because there are small businesses out there who are really struggling, not only in Florida, but across the country that have been struggling since March. And the fact that this man Ugh, this, this, I don't... And he, and he wanted a flaunt. He purchased a Lamborghini, like... Like, no. You could, have done, you could have done so many other smart things with that money. But the fact that this man, and his name, by the way, is David T. Hines from Miami, had the audacity to spend money at luxury resorts. He got $13.5 million dollars and loans, by the way, provided by the Paycheck Protection Program, which is designed to help small businesses stay afloat during a pandemic. So he lied. He made fictitious names about uh, fictitious business names in order to get this money. And he, he was decided, them up like, hey, I am I am John and I work like, for this company and I. Yes, we need a loan. We've been struggling through this pandemic. Well, I have two questions, though. I have two questions. One, on the federal government side, who is verifying 
these businesses because what I would have done is I would have checked on Sunbiz uh, which is the um, site if you're looking to register a company in the state of Florida you would check on sunbiz.org I would check that first to see if it's even registered that's number one number two I would just do a google search look for them on social media see if they're legit before I, I give them this money so that's number that's number one then number two these places that contributed to uh, Mr. Hines buying the Lamborghini and staying at the resorts wouldn't that be like a red flag it's like okay we're in a pandemic this man is dishing out thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars on all these different things and it never could occur to them to do a fact check like i don't know something something's fishy something's fishy but all i know is when i heard about this story i was livid because i have friends who are small business owners and they're they're struggling like they still have to work their full-time job and they can't fully commit to just their um small business because of it you know they might have been on the verge of being full-time with their business but because of this, this pandemic they had to go find other means of income so it's it's sad this when i heard about this story i was livid and to like you know agree to what you're saying like i believe like they just didn't really check it he could have just he could have just said you know what i'm using this i uh, started a business and put a fictitious signature, a fictitious document, and they don't look. And so that's on the government side, and then on his side, he just basically used a loophole with the system. Yeah. And used it to his advantage. So it's like, that's where the government is, you know, they're not as wise as we think they are. That's true. And it's so crazy because prior to him getting charged with fraud, um, Miami-Dade police had stopped him. They gave him like a $100 fine because he was walking around without wearing a mask. <laughs> so it's just so funny. And I remember I was watching the news um, the other night about this. And when um, I guess he was being interviewed or he was being filmed by someone, he was talking about small businesses and this, that, and third. And I was like, how ironic. So probably during that time, that was when he was doing all the shady stuff. Yeah, and you out here talking about small businesses, this small businesses and that. The government Please. Looked him up and said like, "Hey, something, something right." Something's fishy. Something fishy. Yeah, but I don't know. So we're we're gonna see. Hopefully, this will uh, be like a red flag for all those other people who are trying to be, who are trying to do fraudulent stuff. Yeah, trying to get rich. Trying quick. to get rich Jeez. quick. Slow your roll because the gev- the government will find you. Exactly. So they will don't. Find they will get their money back. So don't do it. But since we're still on the topic of Florida, I feel like Florida, we're just like the guinea pig of it all. <laughs> guinea pig of it all. So Florida reports record numbers of COVID nineteen deaths for the second straight day. What are your thoughts on that, Nigel? I just feel like this is what I think. We opened up too soon. Agreed. Number one. Number two, nobody was taking it seriously. 
and then number three, we're we're second to New York. California has the most cases, then Florida, then New York. So how houseway? How did I'm just I'm like I'm just kind of like dumbfounded by it because if we would have just kept closed and not opened up so soon, because what we shut down everything started like let's say April. Mm-hmm. We were open back late May. Uh, no, we were open by we were open like, by like I, Mother's Day, like around Mother's Day we were open, like the fifteenth. Yeah, we were open. Later, maybe yeah, around that time. Yeah, around that around time, because that, that was, was that was, was phase was, one. That was it was too soon. Yeah, to me that was too soon. Like we sh- like we should have maybe been opening back up slowly now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But at the end of the day, the government likes money. Um, With this shutdown, it was cutting into everyone's pockets, particularly the rich. Yeah. Um, So I think they the government, the Florida government mainly opened back up for their benefit, not necessarily the benefit of the people. Um, and I think that we're just a very reactive state. We are a very reactive country. We don't really know what to do until it happens. And I never understood, I never understood that. Whereas other countries, they have certain things in place in case X, Y, Z happens. And I just never understood why a country that's supposed to be so powerful, the most powerful country in the world, we are a very reactive nation. Yeah, because here's the problem with us: we would, we would rather see it than believe it. Right. Like we could say cases, but if we don't, if you don't see it, or if your friends don't have it, or somebody who you don't, somebody who you know don't have it, you're gonna be like, well, they're just talking mess. So let me just move it. But once it once it happens to somebody close to you, then you're like, whoa, okay, let me. Let me slow down. Let me wear these masks. Let me do right. the precautions. Have you had anyone affected by COVID, Nigel? Like anyone? Um, my aunt in England, she had symptoms of it, but she's good. Mm. So yeah. she had slight symptoms. But yeah. other than that, no, everybody else is good. And then my granddad, he's in a nursing home. He said there's 13 cases over there. Oh, wow. But he doesn't have it, but there's 13 cases, yeah. That's crazy. And I think it's only going to get worse unless people wear the mask. That's that's the problem. Like, people do not want to wear a mask. And and it's not like you have to wear the N95. Obviously, that the N95 is the most effective. But even if you wear just a regular surgical mask, something is better than nothing. And right. people just and don't. Can you inform me a little bit about the N95 mask? Because, yeah, so the N95 is like a very thick mask. It's almost like, um, have you ever seen those painter masks, like masks that face masks that you would get at, uh, say, Home Depot or something? Okay. It's yeah. similar to that, but it's it's thick, so nothing is able to come through it. Um, and sometimes it makes it very hard to breathe. So my mom, you know, she's a nurse, so she would wear that. Um, and then over the N95 mask, she would wear like a regular surgical mask. So just imagine wearing that for 13 hours a day. 
a very thick mask. It protects you, yeah, but it's very hard to breathe in. And a lot of people can't stand wearing it because of that reason, you know what I mean? So I get why they would want to not wear a mask, but at the same time, you're putting other people at risk by not wearing a mask because the face mask protects the other person. It doesn't protect you, it protects the other person. That makes sense. I don't know. No, it makes sense. I definitely get you on that end. Yeah, but we'll we'll see how this goes, cause man, we'll give you up to the, up to I don't know, cause you know, I don't know. Always something new with it every day. I know. So hey, have you watched or did you watch? I should say John Lewis's um, celebration of life services over the weekend. No, I didn't get the chance. I didn't get the chance to, to watch any of the services yet. So it was I, so I did beautiful. See when they did uh, take him to the Capitol Rotunda. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, what, what what are your like? What is some memories you kind of like found out about John Lewis that you didn't know? Well. First of all, I didn't know he, he was married at one point. And I also didn't know he had a child. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then a fact about him that I already knew, but some people um, probably didn't. Uh, he was a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. So he's essentially, you know, he's not essentially. He is or was, I should say, my fraternity brother. So for those of you that did not know, yeah <laughs> shameless plug but yeah he I don't know the fact that he's or he was see I keep saying he is like he's still alive, he's still alive. you know I mean his legacy will continue on but I have to get acquainted with the fact that he's no longer with us so um my apologies in, in advance if I keep saying he is uh, but he was a remarkable man and was for nonviolence. You know, similar to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Correct. he he Correct. went the nonviolent he did, route. He did a lot of stuff for the community to change mm-hmm. the, you know, the viewpoint of us. So, like, I definitely, like, it, it's sad what happened but like his legacy like you said will continue on he, he paved the way for a lot for the black community right with uh with everything that's going on even even bef- before he passed away he looked at like there was a black lives um mural or um in dc in dc yeah, so yeah i remember that, that. So, and he saw like so much change he saw a black president like he got to live to see that so it's like there's a lot of memories that he got to see being part of a movement back in the day to see where it progressed yeah and that's why i would encourage people and and when i say people i say people of color white people whoever that are for positive change that who are for non-violence I, I would encourage him to make number one vote because we have a major election coming up you better vote 
uh, do your research, obviously, um, but two, just learn as much about the government as you can. Because I realize that a lot of people are not properly informed, and as a result, they make ignorant statements. Uh, they make uneducated decisions. So I think that's something that John Lewis would want us to do is to stay informed and to continue to to fight the good fight and to make good fight trouble. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know he's supposed to. I, I guess the government's supposed to be transferring his body to Atlanta, Georgia, for his uh, funeral service. Um, at Ebenezer Baptist Church, so I'm I know for a fact that they're gonna probably have live stream on that. Um, and yeah, so rest in peace, John Lewis. Um, once again, 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year, crazy, crazy year so far. I know, and let's let's segue into sports. NBA, remember earlier, it starts officially. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So the NBA season, uh, WNBA season, I should say, started on Saturday, um, and they have some games today. So the Mercury and the Fever, they play today at 7. Then the Liberty and the Wings, they play at 8. The Dream and the Aces play at 10. So there's going to be a lot of games within the WNBA um, that I got to make sure I go on my... Wait, my DVR and record. Exactly. Um, you, gotta, you gotta record it. You gotta stay in touch because there is a lot going on. Yes, and then with the NBA uh, tomorrow, the Jazz and the Pelicans play at six thirty. Uh, the one that I really want to watch is the Clippers and the Lakers. Oh, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, tomorrow at nine. Um, and then the home team, the Magic, they play Friday at two thirty. So those are really the games that I want to see. I know there's some other teams that are playing, but those are the games that I really want to watch. I want to... I There is some news. Kyrie Irving. Yes. Talking about NBA. Kyrie! He creates $1.5 million fund for WNBA who opt out of 2020 season. Now, talking about, you know, we talked about COVID. You are far Do you agree you with uh, certain players no opting out for this season? Overcome. No yes, because a lot of these the, a lot of these players, especially WNBA players, they have families, they have small kids. You know, they're not just players, they're mothers. You know, so they're not going to risk their health just to play a season which mind you WNBA players are significantly paid lower than NBA players and it's been like this for years and I think they try to I think that the league tried to combat that and try to get equal pay for WNBA players uh, but I think what Kyrie Irving is doing is admirable um, I don't think many NBA players would do this, with the exception of maybe LeBron James. I could see LeBron James doing that. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. But I don't know. But we'll we'll see. I can't wait for the season to start. It's going to be super um, excited. And, and it's the quarantine season. It's going to be different. Like, 
Quarantine. How's that gonna? How's that gonna be? That's that's my thing. I'm ready to see how it's gonna feel with no fans being there and watching, like us watching it on TV. Like that's gonna be a little different. Yeah, but we'll 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 know. Let's let's revisit this conversation by our last episode of the season. Yes. And see how everything unfolds. How how about that? But that do it for us, you guys. That does it for us. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to Newly Entertained Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on our personal social media platforms. Um, my social media handles are Nicole N I C O L E A underscore. On Twitter and Instagram. And then mine is so difficult, but it's N. For <laughs> Instagram and Twitter is N. the number two. The number two. And you can find Newly Entertained on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Till next time. Until next time. Bye. by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. 